Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With the Harvey Norman Black Friday sale. Offering the best deals on laptops, TVs, SIM-free phones, kitchen appliances and so much more. Uh, I think look, a lot of the comments earlier on around the lack of uh, a visible guard of presence in the city is fair, I think. Um, uh, we work in the city, obviously our offices on our Connell Street. We don't see Gardaí that often, you know, when I'm down around the town. So I think that has to improve, but that's been an, an, an issue for a while. But I do think there is a bit of hysterics, uh, bit of hysterics going on here, Joe. I mean, at the end of the day, this stuff does happen in cities. It's, it's not, I won't say it's normal, but it does happen and it's sad to see it. Um, so let's temper it with, you know, sometimes when these things happen in Limerick, we get over, we get over excited about them as if, you know, we're the only city in the world that has these problems. We don't, they all do. But I will say, Joe, that in my experience of the last while in the city, I have seen a number of antisocial behaviour issues going on. I, like, for example, there outside Devlin's, I saw a group of lads trying to pull a bike off, off the you know, lock onto the bike rail. Just, it just looks terrible. And a, a, a better guard of presence in the city would, would address that, I think. It's James Ring, a former uh, CEO of Limerick Chamber there, one of our contributors yesterday talking about that video going around of a bare-knuckle fight in broad daylight on O'Connell Street, on the street, disrupting traffic with lots of people milling around and uh, seeing it on Sunday afternoon. Well, the Mayor of Limerick City and County Councillor Daniel Butler is on the line now. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Joe. What did you make then of this incident? Well, I didn't watch the video because by watching the video, you're only feeding the problem because part of the problem is that they feed off of getting views to start off with. So it's unhelpful that it's been shared, I would say. But in terms of the incident itself, I mean, you can only but condemn it. It's appalling. Uh, to be seen any, at anywhere, never mind our main street, it to be totally condemned. And the people that are involved can only be described as idiots uh, and probably worse that would engage in such activity where you could be possibly exposing young families and individuals have to witness such violence totally unacceptable in any city. Now, I have to say, I, I was in the city centre at night a few weeks back, and it was before they allowed the, the staggered um, uh, opening and closing times again as a consequence of COVID. So there were a lot of people out on the street at maybe a half eleven, um, and uh, had a very enjoyable evening where I was. But when we were walking back looking for a taxi. It did feel a bit uncomfortable, Mayor, to be completely honest with you. It did feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality is, you know, we are a city. Um, the issues that we're facing, I think Dr. James Ring covered it, are no different to any other city. Whether you're going to Galway or Cork, you might be visiting, but if you live there, you will see the full experience of that city. To talk about just visiting there and you had a lovely time, uh, you know, it's just a small snapshot. We're, we're, we're living here and we're seeing everything that's going on. Uh, and the, what we're seeing here, other cities are experiencing as well. And I suppose over the course of the weekend, we've seen that it was amazing to watch that Dublin could all, all of a sudden secure 100 extra Gardaí for the city centre. And yes, all we would need in Limerick city centre is about five or six. But Dublin city centre, because they weren't shouting loud enough, uh, are able to get 100 Gardaí. And it's a further reality check in terms of the uneven distribution of resources across the country where a complete bias is continued to be experienced by those living in Dublin compared to those living outside Dublin. Uh, and we, we really need to see Gardaí on our streets. There's no greater deterrent than seeing a Garda walking on the streets. And certainly in the run-up to Christmas, I think the citizens of Limerick, in terms of feeling more secure, and the businesses in terms of ensuring that they can operate safely, 
you would be able to uh, uh, feel that that's a reasonable request at this stage. Right. And Mayor, what did you think of the Garda response here when we went and asked yesterday and the Garda press office said, as I indicated earlier, about this incident? Um, look, I, 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 it is difficult because they have to be on site in, in order to, to achieve a, a prosecution. Um, but if we had people out and about, Joe, we wouldn't have to wait for them to get from Henry Street. And certainly I have heard of incidents where uh, security people in various centres have detained individuals who have been involved in illegal activity in your store for up to an hour before Gardaí were able to make their way from Henry Street Garda Station down to actually address the situation. But that's unacceptable, Joe, by anybody's standards. Um, we really, as I say, we really need to see Gardaí out on the street. And there seems to be uh, a lack of value of community Garda, Gardaí presence. Community, community policing is of huge value in building relationships and in deterring low-level antisocial activity. It's almost a stage now that people are telling me that low-level antisocial activity is almost being completely ignored and accepted. Right. But isn't it the case that we have pretty sophisticated CCTV cameras around the city centre? And obviously, as you pointed out yourself earlier, there is video footage doing the rounds of this incident. Yeah, Joe, but CCTV doesn't... Is, it's not much use when there's a fight going on. It's not going to stop a fight, Joe. I no, but I'm know. talking about the follow-up. Yeah, well, Joe, if you, if you can say if, they can, if there's uh, CCTV there in, in presence and they're in court, yes, there's a follow-up. But what I'm talking about is the turn it, Joe. Not, you know, not, not the cure afterwards. We were talking about prevention here. You know, we, I, we want to be able for you know, other citizens to be able to come in and feel safe. Now, it's important to know, and I think Dr. James Ring uh, highlighted this as well, is that when any incident happens in Limerick, or elsewhere for that matter, because of social media, one incident can make it look like there's 101 incidents happening. There's no doubt that there is antisocial issues in the city centre, but let's not exaggerate them either. Limerick City Centre, 90% of the time, is a very secure and a welcoming place. And during COVID and the run-up to Christmas, there's no better place to do your shopping in the Limerick City Centre in the fresh air. But all that, we're asked, all that I'm asking at this stage is that we should have a visible guard of presence on the ground to deter such activity. These individuals feel that they can get away with it. They can do it freely and openly uh, because they know that the reality is there's little or no guard of presence in the city centre. And that's, that's the truth of the matter. Right. Um, I mean, how would you have felt if you'd come round the corner and witnessed uh, a fight on the street on O'Connell Street? I mean, there, there was literally traffic being held up as it was going on uh, in broad daylight. So again, it's totally unacceptable. Is it hap- is, is our fight happening every single week in, in Limerick City Centre on Middle Road? No, they're not. These, these are isolated incidents. But any time they happen, they are totally unacceptable. And they bring our city into disrepute uh, in their activities. And it can only be like to be described as idiots uh, behaving such a way that have no uh, due, care, due care for anybody else but themselves. Because, like I say, you know, if anybody, any organisation, and I'm talking about you can imagine a young child having to come to witness violence in the middle of the street. Well, how traumatic that could be for a young person. It's, it's frightening to think about it. It's totally unacceptable. But we have to rally together here in order to address these issues and work together as a city. It comes with the businesses, the citizens, and the Gardaí are the primary driver of that. Right. Another point. Um, do you think that the transition that the city centre is going through at the moment, the amount of works going on there is a factor uh, here that, you know, because of necessity, there is work happening for a long-term benefit. The city centre feels a bit unkempt. And then you had 
the pandemic on top of that and some of the issues that created? No, I don't think the the, the work in the city centre has anything to do with it, Joe. I think what you're, I think definitely there's a connection between COVID uh, and what's happening. Uh, I think there's a lot of frustration. Uh, I think those more vulnerable members of the community have, have struggled and suffered more than other parts, uh, and that frustration and anger is leading to uh, you know activities like drug use and uh, you know violent activity. Uh, it, it's spilling out in that way, and that's why I think we're seeing. Uh, a little bit excessive use, but that's what's happened in Dublin. They kind of feel that uh, during COVID there was a definite change within the, the environment of the city centre that has escalated over the last year and created an environment within Dublin city centre. Dublin city centre is a no-go zone at the moment, and that's the reality in Dublin. That's why they, they've deployed 100 Gardaí. Limit city centre is definitely not a no-go zone. What we could do with a small level of Garda presence on the ground, and if they can secure 100 Gardaí for Dublin city centre, they can secure five or six for, Dublin, for Limerick City Centre to ensure that we can shop and go about our business safely and in the comfort and reassurance right. of being well, a garden on the ground. Particularly now in the run-up to Christmas where it is so important for all sorts of reasons. By the way, do you know what the story is with the Christmas lights? Yes, Joe. They're, uh, they're, they'll be, be going on, I think, this I think this weekend. We're, we're putting together a little piece actually only yesterday and we're finalising it. And uh, I think you'll enjoy what's coming, Joe. Uh, and will it be an open invitation to members of the public to come along as would have been pre-COVID? No, Joe, I think at this stage, I think we could all agree it's unwise at this stage, given the figures and everything else that we would gather in such large numbers. Um, so we won't be able to do it in, in, in that way this year. Uh, but I think, nonetheless, uh, I think what we've organised for this year and will be announced very soon uh, is very exciting. Uh, but the most importantly, it's COVID-proof um, to ensure that people can engage in you know, uh, festive activities in a very, very safe way. And, uh, you know, like I say, the city centre is going to be a very festive and welcoming place over the next few few weeks. Uh, And I'm encouraging people to support local businesses during that time because it's so important, Joe. Mm. It's so important right now after such a difficult period that we get behind local businesses. Uh, We're chatting to the Mayor of Limerick, uh, Councillor Daniel Butler, and your colleague on Limerick City and County Council, um, Councillor Liam Galvin, a former mayor himself, is also on the line. And Liam, you've been very vocal in general on the issue of antisocial behaviour and indeed policing over the last 12 months. What did you make of this video? Good morning, Joe. Good morning, listeners, and good morning, Mayor. Um, yeah, look, Joe. Uh, I mean, this is deja vu for me. I've um, I've been around, uh, you know, this block numerous occasions with your good self and many other stations and media, um, and it's no surprise. Um, and I'd like to agree with a lot of what the mayor has said. In fairness, and I understand his position as mayor, where he's trying to encourage people into the city and 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 you know, and do their shopping. But let's be really honest about it. Five or six guard below. In, in, in Limerick City, you know, is, uh, isn't is going to have really much of an impact. Joe, look, I've been fighting for this for a long time. As a matter of fact, I hand, I've handed my letter of resignation into our party leader yesterday and to the chairman of the JPC, the Joint Policing Committee, um, in relation to that. Now, that's a different issue. Um, but sorry, what have you resigned from? The Joint Policing Committee. OK. Um, because I, I firmly believe... What I understood the Joint Policing Committee to be for was specifically to discuss uh, legislation, um, discuss legislation, maybe make recommendations to the Minister. And in my opinion, uh, the JPC has fallen down in that aspect. Um, and really and truly, I've, I really have no interest in sitting down listening to figures and percentages um, 
because the reality is all these figures, and, and I'm not saying for a minute that they're given uh, misleading information, but they're distorted. They're distorted for one simple reason is a lot of the criminality and a lot of the crime goes unreported. Uh, and and therefore, the figures that are given out of JPCs, in my opinion, right. are of very well, little use. What about the mayor's point? You know, I, I think he said he didn't watch the video. He, he thinks it's part of the problem that the video and the spreading on social media. I mean, is there an argument that we in the media shouldn't even be discussing this sort of thing? Absolutely not, Joe. You in the media should be doing quite the opposite. It's a matter of fact, it's, it, you know, it's the right forum to do because it's the only way we can get our message across to the senior politicians and senior guard, of, uh, senior guard of officials. Like, not for a minute do I blame the guard on the ground. And not for a minute, because in fairness, we can't walk the streets but for them. But it's, in my opinion, the book has to stop with somebody here. You know, and it's the senior officials in the, of, of Angarda, she called it, that have to stand back and say, are we happy with the level of police that are in this country at the moment? And if they can say yes to that, well, then there's something wrong. The answer to that question is quite simple. is It's not happy. It's not working. Right. Well, well, I mean, the mayor's on the other line, so he can correct me if I've misinterpreted what he said. But he was saying that Dublin city centre is a no-go zone and it's got 100 Garty as a consequence of it. He doesn't believe that Limerick city centre is a no-go zone, but it could do with a few Gardaí. Absolutely, sure. It is something that I've been looking for for a long time. As a matter of fact, at our last meeting in Newcastle West, where I sat down with the superintendent and the chief superintendent and inspectors and sergeants, I made a specific request where, in Abbeyfield, a number of years ago, there was two police cars patrolling the town of Abbeyfield on a weekend. We found ourselves on two weekends in a trough where there was no Garda presence in that town. I, I specifically requested, you know, could we have a Garda presence at the weekend in the town of Abbeyfield? And the answer I got was very clear, was no. We cannot, we have not got the resources to do that. Well, now, this is a step backwards, in my opinion. Right. Where we were in the 90s and the 2000s and the 80s, where there was police cars up and down the street. And by the way, it's not just Abbeyfield, it should be all the, it should be all the towns. Mm. There's I, a new police station built in Abbeyfield at a cost of a, in excess of €3 million. Euro. We have now the county town in Newcastle West without a Garda station. And, and, and can I just be clear about one thing? Is it on Garda Siachana national policy that people should be patrolling in cars rather than on the beat? Well, Joe, look, to be quite honest about it, you can't beat, you know, you can't beat the old-fashioned style of you know, feet on the beat. Style police. But is it happening? But it's not happening. Neither right. is the neither is the patrolling happening, by the way, because the guard aren't there. There's only so much the guard can do with the numbers we have. Okay. I, I, and Mayor Daniel and, and, Butler, and, and, and Joe, I just want to ask finish the, up on this, Joe. Just to very briefly, I want to ask the Mayor and back it's the in, point that I want to make is the legislation needs to change where the people are held accountable for their children. And this is the bottom line. The respect for Angarda Sheikhan, and there's a generation grown up now like happened below in O'Connell Street at the weekend, there's a generation of young men and women grown up now that have no respect for the law and enforcement. And this is the reality of it. such time as we put a stop to the rot. This is going to continue and is going to progress to get a lot worse in the towns and the cities that we now live in. OK. Uh, and, Mayor, I mean, the, the policies of Angarda Siachana and the resourcing issue... Well, I think resources are quoted back to us from Angarda kind of as regularly as a as an issue for them, um, and it, so we can we we have to work with that with that information, and that's why I was so angry to see the like I said the, the sudden uh, securing of a hundred.
on the Gardaí for Dublin City Centre when down here in Limerick we've been looking for additional Gardaí in terms of community policing for quite some time, for a number of years now, Joe, as a matter of fact. And, and it is so worth pointing out that during the height of the, the issues around feuding in the 2000s, one of the things that did seem to make a difference there was we got extra Gardaí. So of course it does, because at the end of the day, if, if you're, if you're Gardaí out and about on the beast, uh, walking around Limerick City Centre, they're building information, they're building relationships with businesses, with residents in the city centre, they're gathering information, they're securing information to identify individuals that are perpetrating these acts, and then they are, they are then leading to prosecutions. Um, it seems that, from my perspective, from the outside, in, outside looking in, is that there seems to be more focus on the, the high-end figures in terms of reporting high-end uh, criminal, criminal activity, and there seems to be a lack of value, in, from what I'm seeing, in terms of community policing. And I think we need to get back to community policing. And I think COVID, or during the duration of COVID, we were able to see Gardy out and about, Joe. We were stopped at various checkpoints. We were seeing him out and about, walking about. It was, it was, it, we were able to make that happen. And by having that happen, it reduced a lot of uh, activity. It helped us to deal with COVID. And there's no doubt, if we, had, if we have Gardy out and about, we see them visible out in our streets, that we will gain as good a result. There is no doubt about it, Joe. Resources is an issue. The Gardaí Palace resource is an issue. And we need to get our fair share here in Limerick. And and one other thing, and it probably applies a bit more rurally, but not entirely, Councillor Liam Galvin, and this is this amazing story about ATMs. We know banks and the like um, uh, have been closing branches, um, but uh, I don't think there's a a working ATM in in a large swathe of County Limerick and into North Kerry, according to what you've been telling us. Yeah, look, Joe, I found myself the weekend answering the phone to a pile of people that were disgruntled and upset because of, for example, the day of the town on Abbey Field. We've now one bank link in the main street, the AB Bank link, and it's like a Grey Ferguson. It's doing its job, but it's very slow. Um, the Bank of Ireland ATM has been taken out of the wall and gone. So we found ourselves the weekend where the ATM in the AB was either out of cash or broken down. People left Abbey Field that drove to Listolt to find that the Listol ATMs were out also. So now we, had a, now we had a scenario where the people were in the town and know how to get cash. I mean, it is, you know, it is ludicrous. Is there any I, in any of the shops? There are, but sure, the, the shops are closed at 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock respectively, you know. So when the people come in to socialise at night, for example, to come in for their few drinks or whatever they want to do, or to come in for mm. their teas, you know, a lot of these places, a lot of these places aren't using cash. What about Newcastle? What's that? What about Newcastle? Yeah, well, Newcastle West is another side, you know, but I'm just saying people left Abbey Field to go to Listowel to get a bank. When they would drive back to the Listowel, which is a 15-minute drive, which when they drove back to Listowel, they also found out that the bank links in Listowel were malfunctioning well, also. That does like, seem, that does so seem I have contacted the AIB. I've, I've written to Bank of Ireland. I've written to the AIB. I've written to the credit union and the post office. And I'm asking now, would they be able to, prov- would they be able to uh, provide an ATM cash machine at their institutions. Look, I firmly believe we need to give that service. And Joe, okay. it's the biggest single thing that's going to happen in our towns, and I see a, and a serious knock-on effect, and it's only a couple of weeks since Bank of Ireland has closed down. The people that were coming in to use the Bank of Ireland in the square in Abbey Field, they are now going elsewhere to do their banking where the Bank of Ireland bank is operating, and they're also doing their shopping in that town, which means... The economy inside Nevis Field is going to go down again because of the closure of the bank. To me, okay. it's dreadful, and it's you know it's a sad, sad day. The volume of people that have me contacted the weekend over this would have believed it was nearly worse than the COVID and the and the water shortages 
to be quite honest about it. And that's the reality all, of it. All right. Well, look, as political representatives, you have challenges. We all have challenges. That is for sure on a couple of those issues this morning. And thank you both for talking to us, Councillor Liam Galvin and uh, the current Mayor of Limerick, Daniel Butler. Call Limerick today now on 461995.